I'm here with Krupa and Bargov of Odds Protocol. Odds is a DeFi options protocol. It's one of the original DeFi options protocols started uh, alongside Hedgeck and Open way back in the day of 2020. So, hey guys, how are you? How are you doing? Brilliant. Uh, thanks for having us uh, here, and it's been a pleasure. We've been working with uh, Genesis Volatility, Volatility for a long time, and uh, it's uh, great to catch up uh, with Greg face to face. Absolutely. Super excited to have you guys on. I was thinking yeah. maybe we could start with just a, a quick background. I, I know both of you guys have uh, extensive developer experience as, as backend engineers. Maybe we could just talk about how you found your way into the crypto space from your original sort of background. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so been uh, building software from probably like last 12 years. Uh, so a few years back, uh, uh, that is when essentially boom of crypto 2017 uh that's when i started to understand what crypto is uh, rather than just investing um as i said i was a, a risk averse investor all right so uh that's helped us a lot in understanding crypto rather than just investing and it helped me personally because 2018 was a bay market so i did not put a lot of money in there and uh, did not lose it so yeah that is when the crypto journey started for us um uh, just understanding uh, what crypto is and how it can essentially change uh, the world for better. Uh, and uh, the main uh, effect of it is essentially making uh, uh, sure that your money is not just handled by uh, the bad government. So uh, you started uh, understanding a lot about money then. Uh, and in 2020, uh, essentially, when uh, we saw that crypto is uh, getting to a good state, we wanted to build something uh, uh, which essentially user can use as a hedge tool uh, so that they will be safe. Uh, that's when uh, I think uh, Sridhar uh, is our, our co-founder, uh, which uh, who essentially envisioned this and we started building in 2020 December. So uh, that's about me. Cool. And what about you, Bhargav? Uh, yeah, so I've been in the web two space uh, since uh, seven years. Seven years are actually been building the uh, software applications in the backend side of the web two. So my journey in crypto started in 2019 uh, when there was a huge bias in the uh, cryptocurrency space. So I started uh, my journey with investing. Then I started uh, exploring this technology. Uh, I took almost uh, three to four months exploring the technology with reading the Bitcoin paper and how the Ethereum works uh, uh, compared to Bitcoin. So then I started building that uh, my personal projects and helping the freelancers and uh, meeting the co-founders in the Indian startup space. So that's where uh, my journey in the crypto started. Uh, 2019 is still the uh, uh, nascent stage for the DeFi. A lot, not a lot. Many apps are still uh, they have they are not having huge volume. So that's when uh, when I was working in the MSC. So Shridhar reached out to me. Uh, they are building a, a DeFi options trading protocol, and I see a huge opportunity in options trading compared to Web2 and Web3. The volume of Web2 is more than Web3, so I see a good opportunity, and uh, uh, that's where I got introduced to Ops, and journey has been good so far. That's great. So one of the interesting things about DeFi options is that there's kind of a, a lot of different approaches. So we could go sort of the limit order book style, which is kind of like the Deribit version that we see in CeFi, and then in DeFi, there's kind of a, a different style, which is like the AMM or liquidity pool style. And so I, maybe we could touch on that. You know, what kind of style are you? And then also, uh, do you guys offer options on just, you know, Ethereum 
or do you off, offer uh, crypto options on different sort of cryptos like ERC-20s and stuff like that? Um, what's the, the approach that you guys have, have taken? Yeah, let me answer the first question. Uh, essentially, we are uh, AMM based. Uh, so when we started in 2020, uh, we wanted to make sure that uh, we do provide uh, immediate option purchases uh, for our users because having uh, an order book uh, with a new uh, essentially protocol is a difficult task. Mm-hmm. You need to uh, essentially get good amount of liquidity and market makers at that point in time. So we took a decision that we'll start with uh, V1 should be our uh, uh, AMM based model, right? But uh, we wanted to make sure that it is uh, just not buying option uh, for the users and whoever is providing the liquidity has to be secured by their positions. Like they, we had a lot of impermanent loss at that point in time, people were talking about impermanent loss and most of the derivative platforms are built uh, based on uh, stable coins. Right, so you deal with USDC. You don't want to uh, essentially uh, 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 have an underlying asset, uh, and we just want to uh, essentially uh, buy some product uh, out of it. Uh, So that is when our idea was to make sure we uh, eliminate that impermanent loss. So we went with USDC as a stable coin, so we can provide. uh, USDC uh, as a liquidity provider and uh, users can purchase options with uh, USDC itself. And uh, to come to a second question, uh, we do provide options for uh, multiple tokens at this point in time, uh, thanks to Gwall. Uh, so uh, essentially, uh, we started with Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin, and now we provide for uh, Avalanche and Aave as well. Uh, so everything is based on a liquidity pool design, uh, but it has its own unique benefits, which is essentially different from what rest of the uh, people do. So we do have something called uh, uh, deviation-based pools, Mm. uh, right? So essentially, uh, what you do in there is you provide a liquidity to a pool. Uh, Say you want to to provide, uh, you want to write options for price range 20% above from the current range, right? So uh, you can just put the liquidity in that particular pool. So whenever uh, uh, some user want to purchase uh, uh, essentially uh, out of money options, uh, we will use that particular liquidity. Uh, so uh, that is our design. Uh, so that is a simplistic way of saying it. But we do have multiple uh, layer of design in there uh, where uh, essentially we make sure the option pricing is right with we uh, the uh, implied volatility we get from Genesis volatility, we make sure that so that liquidity providers are not uh, at harm. And uh, essentially, also, we want to give them flexibility that which options they want to write. Right. So uh, that range, uh, essentially, we have defined our range based on a lot of backtesting. Uh, so we have defined the range where users are comfortable uh, providing the liquidity and uh, uh, that's how we have built our uh, V1 version of options. That's super interesting. So I know DOVs or DeFi option vaults, that's kind of like a, a big thing as well in DeFi option space. So they only sell, call it 10 Delta out of the money options. Now with odds, there's a bunch of different pools, if I'm understanding right, and I could I can go ahead and say, I want to provide liquidity into the 10 Delta option selling pool, or I could do like the 25 Delta option selling pool, and therefore I'll only be selling, uh, or my liquidity will only be used for, for those Delta. Is that is that right? 
Yes, uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we started uh, building the protocol uh, where we uh, do use Black Scholes model uh, under the hood. Uh, so it has been uh, performing good so far. Like we have been tested from probably last two years now. Uh, so it is working good, and uh, it is uh, uh, essentially uh, most of the uh, uh, you can say dex derivative exchanges uh, with respect to options are using that uh, protocol. But other than that. The way we have built is we can deploy any uh, uh, like underlying uh, uh, pricing model, uh, just not dependent on Black Scholes. Uh, so that was the protocol design. Uh, that's how we designed from the beginning. Uh, but uh, as of now, we are supporting that, and in the future, we can integrate with any third party. Uh, so we are uh, we have started integrating with uh, essentially third party wallets now. Uh, so you can find our uh, options on Frontier Wallet where you can directly buy from the wallet. Right? So that was the initial uh, aim of the product as well. So we want to help uh, hedge user assets right? directly to the user rather than uh, like big uh, options third-party player. Uh, so we are trying to reach the masses uh, via that integration. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. So like your pools are, are pretty much standing there ready to uh, sell option premium to buyers and, and your sort of target audience are natural hedgers. So if I'm, not, if I'm like a, yes. a coin holder and like I, I'm integrated with, with that wallet, I can go ahead and just hedge through your protocol all in sort of one click. Is that right? Absolutely. That's, yes. That's awesome. And then something you alluded to earlier is that you used a Black Scholes model uh, we odds and Gball have a relationship where uh, we provide some data feeds to you guys that help price your AMMs. How, how does that component work? Is it um, does it price only when, let's say, someone is ready to do a trade, or does it constantly update? How does that component? Uh, so we do update uh, every uh, few minutes. Uh, we update to on chain. Uh, essentially, everything is on-chain. There is no off-chain component uh, except for the data feed uh, because we trust Gwall. That is the only off-chain component. Everything else, uh, essentially, even with uh, the automation task is done by Keepers, Defender, uh, everything that uh, uh, is uh, decentralized. Uh, so we do uh, get the Genesis volatility feed and we update it on-chain. And uh, whenever there is a purchase and option, they'll get a latest feed uh, I mean, latest volatility, and it is beneficial for both uh, the liquidity provider as well as uh, the liquidity buyer because mm -hmm. it's very important to keep it uh, real time. Uh, otherwise, uh, we are at risk of uh, risk in both the side. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So both parties essentially get a fair price. Yes. So yes. One of the things that I think is is great is that you guys sort of offer more coins that we do not find in the CFI space. So like you you said, uh, AVAX, what was another one that you offered? Aave. Uh, Aave, perfect. And so do you guys plan to sort of expand beyond uh, into into more sort of ERC-20 tokens or uh, more coins uh, to offer optionality? Yes, uh, as of now, uh, most of the... Uh, Buyers are for Bitcoin and Ethereum mm -hmm. uh, because of the market condition we are in. Uh, and we had a good response for Aave and Navax. Uh, that's when we launched it. But we are open to uh, uh, like whenever the community, um, 
we do community events and we get the responses if they want to see any new tokens uh, we are happy to uh, launch it but again it is dependent on uh, whether we can get a uh, proper uh, iv uh, iv feeds and essentially from you guys and again we do have uh, proper feeds from the chain link um, uh, so all those considered uh, uh, we we have to make sure that whatever the liquidity provisioning we are doing uh, so whoever coming and investing are secure rather than going for hundreds of tokens let's make it a uh, secure for few tokens where mm. we can provide actual value uh, so uh, as of now that is our motto once we perfect that then probably we can go to the masses yeah that makes a lot of sense and and so you guys are built on you know EVM ethereum based are you on a layer 2 or a side chain and also do you plan to ever expand to say Solana or some of the other potential blockchains uh, so we uh, started with uh, building on top of uh, EVM because uh, that was our go-to model at that point in time uh, because there was no other uh, sustainable chains. Uh, and uh, we are, as of now, on EVM-compatible chains. Uh, so that is our primary focus as of now. And uh, so with when we uh, build options V2 uh, with a secondary market, so essentially like you have purchased an option and... Uh, uh, you are seeing there is a good probability that when you purchase, I mean, when you exe- uh, exercise this option at this point in time, uh, it probably is not that worthy, but you can sell it on secondary market and you can get a more out of it, mm. right? Because the option pricing, because of the delta is increased or uh, essentially uh, the price of the option itself is increased. Uh, so we built that uh, as a uh, like one more hedge for whoever is trying to buy the option because we only encourage uh, exercise of the indemnity options. Uh, so uh, that is one tool which we built. And uh, so we have built a, a great uh, amount of ecosystem on uh, essentially just with uh, uh, options and it is on EVM chain. Uh, so whichever EVM uh, we wanted, we tested out on uh, Polygon as well and Avalanche. We got a good response uh, from both. Uh, as of now, that's why we are in Avalanche and uh, we started getting, uh, because of the market condition, we started getting less and less users in uh, in all possible uh, uh, chains. That's where uh, we want to make sure the next we build or uh, essentially build on any EVM chain or on Solana, we want to make sure the liquidity is uh, uh, essentially unified. So you have one unified liquidity and you can execute options from everywhere. So we are working towards that. That is a sneak peek of what we are working in options V3. Uh, it will be an out-of-book model uh, with uh, unified liquidity across chains. Uh, so you can essentially provide liquidity from Ethereum and you can buy options from uh, Avalanche or even on Matic. Oh. So that is being worked on as of now. Yeah, that's super interesting because if you're provi- so just to just to make sure I understand correctly. So one of the problems with having multiple sort of layer twos or, or side chains is basically you don't want the liquidity to be fragmented between each sort of solution. And yes. so now you guys also provide a secondary market. So if I buy an option from the AMM and I want to get out, I can go ahead and trade that on the secondary market that you guys provide. And right now you're working on sort of a central limit order book across layer twos that someone could basically uh, not be siloed into their specific chain and basically get out of the position however they want or, or buy position on the central limit order book. That's... Uh, yes, uh, I wouldn't say that exactly central limit order book, but uh, something of that sort. Cool. That's that's fascinating. And now, have you, 
have you noticed some uh like uh the the trading on uh secondary market versus trading directly against the AMM? Has there been like a an increase on the secondary market, or is it still mostly uh, trading against the AMM? Uh, as of now, it is uh, trading uh, against the AMM, and most of the issue we have encountered at this point in time is uh, educating the users on mm-hmm. uh, essentially uh, u- utilizing the options. Uh, so the problem is we do have option buyers uh, who understand this, but when we build a new functionality like a secondary market, that is itself is new for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are working towards uh, helping them understand what is a secondary market when they're onboarding the onboarding process itself. So that they can uh, get a best uh, uh, essentially output from using uh, our options. Uh, so as of now, ninety-five uh, percent of our trades are uh, from uh, AMM oh, against AMM. Yeah. yeah, that's super interesting. And then something you touched on real quick was sort of the the user education. I think that's a big thing for DeFi in general. Like learning how to DeFi is one thing, and then learning DeFi options is like you know compounds the the, the problem. So here in Chicago the options market has sort of like a history, uh, you know, since 1973 and all that stuff. How has sort of the option market in India been? I know Delta Exchange has a good amount of volume out there in India. And I know that there's a there's a big volatility trading space in the traditional markets. Do you do you see sort of adoption in like the retail space uh, or appetite for trading options versus sort of Delta One products? Uh, at this point in time, we do have a uh, in the traditional market, uh, the options is the king uh, mm. in India uh, at this point in time. But uh, the most of the users who enter a uh, crypto market are uh, probably in less than 30s, and mostly they wouldn't have trade options. Uh, it's direct uh, directly to the stocks or any underlying asset. Uh, so that's where the education part comes into the picture. And uh, that's where we, we keep on uh, trying to create uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter threads so that like user are, users understand what is options and how they can uh, purchase, how they can hedge themselves against the uh, risky uh, volatility uh, assets. Uh, so we do, uh, we are working on uh, that part. And as uh, uh, in India, uh, recently uh, there is a rule that uh, it is uh, the crypto trading is almost uh, taxed as gambling. Uh, mm. So it is around thirty percent tax. Uh, so that uh, e- even if you want to trend, um, trade you know, one crypto to another, uh, it is essentially 30% tax. Uh, so uh, we, and uh, derivatives is the one space which is, I mean, it is outside that, uh, mm-hmm. so that you can do good derivatives uh, in India now. So most of the uh, centralized exchanges as well as uh, decentralized exchanges are working towards uh, this building uh, more useful, uh, user-friendly uh, ex- uh, the protocols uh, for uh, derivatives. So that is in the works from last, uh, I would say, uh, four to five months. That's super interesting. So there's actually a pre- preferential tax treatment for derivatives that creates sort of an incentive to have a pretty robust derivatives market. That That's pretty cool. Yes. I, I didn't know that. And then... <clears throat> Uh, just kind kind of moving uh, kind of moving on to the next next question. Have you guys thought about uh, doing something in a DOV space as well, or is that something kind of outside of the scope? I mean, the way you're structured right now has a DOV sort of component to it. If I can pick out my liquidity, but have you guys thought about doing uh, just a, a competing DOV product as well? Absolutely, uh, we are uh, in the works as well. 
but uh, it will be coming after the options with three. Um, so essentially, uh, as we have seen uh, in the crypto space, most of the crypto users, uh, at least with respect to derivatives, don't want to trade them uh, mm-hmm. like very often. It is essentially you buy, you hold it for some time and you either sell, execute uh, and get out of it. So uh, when we see uh, the DOVs, uh, essentially most of them are interested because they are providing a decent amount of returns uh with a medium risk mm-hmm. uh, appetite uh so uh, that's where we are also targeting and most of the users uh see the apy uh, rather than what essentially it is uh right uh, the, i mean what uh, that particular protocol is actually doing with that money uh so we are uh, essentially impressed by how everyone has uh, revolutionized the market there uh so we have plans uh, uh with uh, respect to uh, the way uh, we build uh, uh, DOVs. Uh, so uh, the buyers uh, in case of most of the worlds is essentially uh, via auction deals or uh, essentially outside of, uh, you settle it outside of uh, on-chain and I mean, probably the transaction will be on-chain, but the rest of the things happens off-chain. So in our case, since we are uh, trying to uh, get more users to a platform. We are integrating with uh, the wallets directly. Uh, so the buyers we already have. Uh, so uh, we want to make sure that whenever we do uh, build good uh, DOVs, we can get good returns uh, by having more users uh, utilizing the options uh, market. Uh, so now we are in the process. Uh, uh, hopefully uh, that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, kind of just jumping to something else here, you guys have a token in market. Um, Maybe we could just touch on the tokenomics. Uh, What what are the tokenomics behind uh, the odds token and holding an odds token? Uh, So essentially tokenomics, uh, we had a three-year locking time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's been uh, two years now and team has not taken even a single money out of the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, that is a commitment uh, from odds uh, team uh, to the users. And uh, and most of the uh, investment which was done is uh, as a staking program. So whatever you see in the market is either to initial investors or uh, via staking. Uh, So uh, that has been our approach. And if you hold odds, token uh, there are uh, essentially at this point in time we provide our transaction fee discount as well as you can come and stake with us and uh, uh, essentially uh, earn staking rewards and uh, whatever the transaction fee we gather uh, we do transfer 20% of it to the staking program uh, directly uh, so you are not just uh, the uh, uh, Available staking program. Uh, on top of it, we provide transaction fee uh, as well uh, to those uh, stakers. Um, and uh, uh, essentially, that is going to improve uh, uh, what we are doing next. Essentially, we'll be coming up with, uh, 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 I'm not sure we have said it anywhere. Uh, we are coming up with layer two chain of our own, and oh, uh, nice. ours will be the uh, currency there. Uh, it will be the native currency for that particular chain. That is awesome. A little alpha leak here in the podcast. Very cool. <laughs> That's great. And then, yeah. uh, so if someone wants to learn about odds, uh, you know, where do they find you guys? Do they go to your Twitter? Or what's your website? Like, how, how do they uh, get in touch with you guys and, and maybe trade on the app? So it's pretty easy to remember. Odds, O-D-D-Z dot F-I. 
so you go to our website and we do have uh, all the content regarding options and we want you to learn first and then invest uh, that has always been our advice and uh, all the best i love it awesome and then kind of last question here just a little bit more on a like a fun note so you know obviously you guys are are running a protocol ton of work super busy you know what do you do outside of work what do you what do you what do you do for fun uh it's in last two years it's hardly been uh, any time we got out of uh, building a protocol but otherwise uh, in india we enjoy cricket uh, as a, a sport uh, which is a sport uh, and uh, essentially we do uh, watch and uh, play with uh, essentially uh, our college friends that is awesome so that is that that, is, that has been our uh, leisure time and uh, effectively uh, it's been uh, last one and a half years has been covid so it has been only uh, at the home uh, so it's more towards uh, spending time in understanding more of decentralized uh, world and what we can contribute yeah totally and bargap is the same yeah. for you cricket yeah obviously cricket and uh, we do have some we go we do have got some time uh, uh, building for a participating in hypothons as part of our so when whenever we get try time stay there uh, insist us to participate in hackathons and build some products over there uh, uh, powered by odds so we do this uh, we, do, we do such things whenever we get time that is awesome well guys thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it everyone who tuned in Thanks a lot and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thanks. Thanks. Pleasure.